It's six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. FM and SF. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Uh, the way it usually works is that comedians do four minutes of material. There's a horn, and then they wrap it up, and then there's four minutes of comments by everybody. I'm not going to be giving comments today because I've been in an existential turmoil trying to find value in my comedic input. So as I feel that I have very little input for everybody today, I will not be giving um, comments, but other people will. And that's great. So there's a microphone up in the front. And if you could just pick it up and leave it there and not walk around with it, or you can come back here and be on mic three. And that's great. And uh, I know I've been reading Nietzsche too, so it's a problem (laughs) whenever... (laughs) Whenever I get depressed, I masturbate and read Nietzsche. And then, you know, sometimes when you masturbate and then you get even more depressed after and you're like, <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. Um, hey, everybody, come in for your first comedian because we want to, you want to, because I'm not going to pay attention. I mean, I'm going to pay attention. I'm just not going to make, com- I just don't feel that I, ha- I don't feel that my, I, I don't feel that my aesthetic will be able to help anybody today or so everybody else, um, take responsibility for each other and be nice. Just, I just, yeah, okay. Come on inside, guys, because we're going to start it up. Your first comedian, she's um, young and wonderful, and she has, um, you know, her whole life ahead of her, and it's not exciting. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! Okay. Um, so I really, I love sexual harassment trainings. Uh, I've been taking them a lot. My problem is I feel like they're not very realistic. Um, they keep trying to be, uh, they keep having like much older women um, hitting on younger male interns because I feel like they're trying to like, do, I don't know, be like women can be predators too. Um, or like do some type of women empowerment. But I feel like sexual harassment training isn't the time to make a difference. Uh, I don't know. They also kept trying to personalize it. They'd asked at the beginning, like, what's your experience with sexual harassment? Um, but it just kind of sounded like, how far have you gotten? Um, and I was just like, I don't know, not far. I don't know, like, I don't, like, I don't sexually harass. Um, <laughs> I, let's see. Oh, and they also kept, um, they tried to personalize it, and so they asked me my name. And I wrote in my name, and I thought they were going to, like, make the characters in the sexual harassment stories, like, my name. Like, uh, Paul asked Brett to come into her his office uh, to talk about her career. Uh, but they didn't. Um, they just started every section with, hi, Brett. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah, anyway, my parents... Uh, are very disappointed I don't have a boyfriend, so um, they keep trying to set me up with slightly disabled men. And I, and that's fine, but that's kind of, it's like, that's the only thing they'll know about them. They're like, he's deaf, he's perfect. Um, and it's, it's just insulting. Uh, I, oh, I was recently in a bathroom line, and, um, and there were three guys ahead of me, and then this really attractive girl came into the line, um, and all three of the guys started talking to her. And they were like, uh, like asking her where she was from, and, and I was trying to get into the conversation. I was like, I'm from Marin. Um, and they they were like, we don't care. Uh, and they kept being like, what's your major? Whatever, they were talking about college. And I was like, I'm a human evolutionary biology major. But in my college, they called them concentrations. Uh, and they also didn't care about hearing that. Um, and I, but 
things are fine. My, I had a classmate ask me out recently. Um, I think he came up to me and he was like, uh, I'm getting a strong vibe from you. I was like, no, I don't think so. Um, and he kept saying that. I don't know if that's like a thing people say. He was like a strong vibe, a mutual vibe. And I was like, ah, no. Um, and I told my friend about it later and, and she was like, uh, yeah, no, he's asked out everyone in class. Uh, you were just last, which is kind of fun. Um, I also, I, I have a job recruiter who saw me on the apps, um, and I didn't have to know that, but he, he was uh, in our second meeting ever. I was like, oh, so I looked over the positions you sent me, and I like the sales operations one. He's like, by the way, I saw you on Hinge, and I swiped left. I was like, you didn't have to tell me that. And he was like, I just want to keep it profesh. And I don't like that he shortened it either. He shortens a lot of words. Uh, okay. Oh, is that the end? Oh, I get one more minute. Um, yeah, that's all I want to work on. <laughs> so I'm going to end it. Brett Harper Jennings, everyone. You can't sexually harass if you're good looking. Um, it's the, yeah, you stay up there and people get to make calls. Oh, yay. Good shit. I like the the parents setting you up with like a deaf guy. That's yeah. like a, that's a good that's a good uh they do do that. <laughs> they they do, do that. Um I was gonna say for like the, the sexual harassment stuff in the like the beginning, um I I mean I don't I can't speak for everybody, but I got a little bit confused when like it was like I like how far have you gotten? But uh then like it turned out like I, I was like, okay, how far has somebody tried to sexually harass you? And then you're doing the sexually, uh, like you're doing the sexual harassment. Like I got li a little bit tripped up there. That's okay. the only thing. But uh, apart yeah, from that, um, yeah, I like the, I like the, the uh, like, like he asked you out last. Yeah. Like he was asking you out last, and like, uh, I think you could tie in something with like he used the word vibe a lot with, like end yeah. to end with that maybe a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Good shit though. That's Joe, helpful. Joe. I didn't realize it was. I really liked the thing about um, your parents setting you up with, uh, was your wording semi-disabled? Yeah. I think that that's an awesome premise. I think that there are more um, like mild disabilities that you can explore besides um, right. just deaf people. Like maybe they set you up with a blind guy and he tells you, you're the most beautiful girl he's never seen or something to that effect. Uh -huh. Or maybe like he could have like a, like a, a tail or something like that. Anyway. I like the tail. <laughs> I, uh huh. I, I should be. Someone must have switched two and three. Try it again. Right. Um. No, no, uh, no. Come, come talking to this one. Otherwise, the, everybody. Right. So. I like the disabled person being deaf because I like the implication that your parents are like, ha ha, it's great because then like he won't have to hear you talk. Ha. I just thought that was funny. I want to see like the date. Like, like, add to it, like, tell us what the date was like with the deaf person. Like, I want to hear all the, like, inter like kind of like what he was saying around, like, oh, if it's a blind person and then this happened, like, like just add to it, like, the date piece of it. And then also when you're talking about the sexual harassment, like, oh, like, women can do it, too. I thought of, like, aha, like, me, too, but, like, in the wrong way sort of thing. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I've got um, two things. One, um... Give your dad a bit more time to explain why he's setting you up with a deaf guy. Like, oh, she's a comedian, so deaf. 
I don't know, something something to that <laughs> effect. And then um, it feels like there's an opportunity at the end of the sexual harassment thing because I got the vibe that like it's good that they're doing the older woman harassing the young male intern, but it's also funny to tie in what you said about how it doesn't really matter right here with the fact that a lot of the time that's the way that men will look at sexual harassment. Like it's not a real thing. Tie that in. I think that might work. It might not, though. Anyway, thank you. All right, clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Brett Jennings. Thank Yay. you. All right. Ray, you sure you don't want any time? I'm good, no. All right. You don't, you don't want to do any time? I do. Good, you do. You want to do it now or you want to do it after Peter? All right. Here we go. He brought pizza back here if you guys are hungry. We've got pizza. It's really good. I just scarfed down a piece. Put your hands together, everybody. For your favorite dad, Ray Khan. Hi, everybody. What's happening? One way to get stage time is to bribe Pam with some pizza. Good times. Yay. Hello. Anyways, I got some, some quasi-new stuff. Uh, you know, uh, when I was younger, I took naps. You ever take naps when you're younger? They felt good, man. You go 20 minutes down. Take a nap, wake up fresh as a daisy. What the fuck happened to that, huh? Now I just straight sleep, dude. I wake up, I am so disoriented. I am so disoriented. I don't know where it's AM, PM, or post-apocalyptic times. No idea. Did I just sleep through the Armageddon? Damn. As soon, I'm going to wake up from a nap, and one of the four horsemen from the apocalypse are going to be poking me with a stick. Hello? End of the world much? We're trying to do a thing here, people. Um, let's see. Uh, you know how you wake up from a nap and sometimes you don't know where you are? Like, where am I? What's going on? No. Nowadays, I wake up from a nap and I don't know what I am. Right? Did I just get reincarnated? Animal? Vegetable? Mineral? Still human? Jackpot, baby. Successful nap. All right. Anyways, uh, let's see. Um, um, I bought a fridge off of Craigslist the other day. You guys ever buy kitchen appliance appliances off of Craigslist? I do, I do. Cool. The guy's telling me the fridge asked me, hey man, do you like rock and roll? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I don't know how to respond to that. I'm just looking for a box to keep my butter cold. But yeah, I like rock and roll. Cool. He said, well, uh, what's cool about this fridge, man, is that he used to belong to the manager of Big Brother and the holding company. Yeah, man, you know, the band that backed that back Janis Joplin, man. He said a long man. Um, I was like, hell yeah, dude. That's like three degrees from Bobby McGee. I'll take that fridge. Now, whenever, whenever I buy a kitchen item off of Craigslist, it's important to me that the object has rock and roll provenance. Yeah, I'm completely spoiled. I recently scored a can opener that belonged to Ed Sheeran, an oven that belonged to Van Morrison, so now I'm like, hey man, fa la 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 lasagna, lasagna. All right, that's that one. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Uh, the other day I asked a lady where she was from, and she said she was Peruvian. Peruvian, sorry, Persian. There's a big difference between Peruvian and Persian in the setting of this joke. Persian, I was confused, so later I looked it up. Persian is an imperial empire centered in Iran in 6th century BC. Can you imagine that? We can do that? We can just refer to us in a, in a country of yours six centuries ago? Damn. So why don't, we, 
Why don't we just use our country's original names? Why stop there, right? Hey, uh, hey Wally, ask me where I'm from. I'm from Babylonia. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, then ask me where I'm from. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah. Brady, ask me where I'm from. Yeah, I'm from Pangaea, dude. Pangaea, 300 million years ago. My people roamed the earth. No borders. Nothing. I just roamed. I love it, man. I love it. I'm going to do that shit all day. By the way, how crazy is it that the Ottoman Empire ruled for 600 years and the only lasting legacy, legacy is a small mini couch to rest my feet upon? That's fucked up. If I was the leader of the empire, man, I'd be so mad. Hey, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the pizza. Ray Khan, only comedian I know with two Ottoman jokes. Uh, and the Ottoman Empire. Uh, comments for Ray. You, you missed the opportunity for Mesopotamia. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Putting that in. <laughs> Mesopotamia, yeah, man. Uh, I think the, the bit about like getting like different get, getting different items from different like musicians and shit you could do something with like a musician that killed themselves with like a toaster <laughs> like if you get if you i don't know if that yeah it's just i gotta find that guy yeah yeah but but yeah that was that was pretty fun uh the uh the mesopotamia thing like like you could i don't know I, I, I want to tie in something about like Elon Musk like calling himself an African, but I don't think there's a. I, you're probably you probably have a better better approach to that, but uh, good shit though. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Other comments. All right, clap your hands Thanks, wildly, man. everybody, for Raycon! Yay! <laughs> All right, your next comedian's gonna regale us with stories or new jokes or whatever. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. Hello. Happy Monday, Mutiny Radio. I've only been called Brady once. hey Uh Let's see. I recently hooked up with a daddy. No, literally. He had to FaceTime his wife and kids from my bedroom. Yeah, I had to stage my apartment so that it looked like his hotel room at the Courtyard Marriott. And I had to do a kind of racist accent to pretend that I was housekeeping. But you know what? I got to wear a fabulous maid outfit as part of all of it. So there you go. It was very romantic. We jerked off to Spider-Man 2. But like, okay, it's the most relatable Spider-Man movie of all of them, all right? Spider-Man's the most relatable superhero there is, okay? We both shot webs. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard the news, I'm moving to New York. No. I know. You know, like, there's only so many nights you can go out to the gay bars in San Francisco and watch Mrs. Doubtfire. All right. Clearly none of you have been stuck at the Eagle while that's playing 24-7. But, no, like, every day in San Francisco may as well be Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, every day I'm walking around, I'm like, what gender is that old, kind soul who's giving questionable homemade sandwiches to those children out of the goodness of their very questionable heart? Let's see. Why is it that straight men with cats love me? 
Like, why is that my target demographic? Like, I don't get, like, for all the effort I put into men, it's always the straight guys who, have a, who are single and have a cat who are most engaled by me. They're like, yeah, no, bro, like, you know, but I'm into pussy. I'm like, I know, I saw you change the litter. There are a lot of animals in the gay community. Like, there's cubs, there's bears, there's otters. I guess what I'm trying to tell you is, yes, I've cruised at the zoo. <laughs> I went up to the zookeeper, and I was like, sir, I'm here to see your very long and impressive snake. And now I am banned from the reptile house. Not for doing anything sexual. No, you're allowed to do that here at San Francisco. But apparently you're not allowed to break into the cage and then put the python around your shoulders and reenact the Britney Spears 2001 I'm a Slave for You VMAs performance. You remember the one where she's like, all you people look at me like I'm a little girl. Well, did you ever think it'd be okay for me to step into this world? I ran out of jokes. I'm just going to keep doing this. Always saying, little girl, don't step into the glow. I'm just trying to find out why, because dancing's what I love. Now watch me. Yeah, I did that routine for him. Thank you. Thank you. If only he thought it was as amusing. I did that routine for him, and he was like, girl, you are Banned from here until you work on that choreography. Um, I'm going to give my last minute back to the room. I've been Peter Struckmeyer. Thank y'all. Hey, Peter Struckmeyer. We're going to miss him so much. Um, comments and stuff? I, I would love to hear you um, comment on the daddy from the perspective of someone really committing to the role of housekeeping. Oh, okay. Like, oh yeah, he blew my back out, but like, he, he could have put the towels in a pile in the bathroom. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I don't know. That's, that's where my mind went. Okay. Was he just perfect and entertaining? Absolutely, yeah. as always. Oh. Best energy. That's when the movers are coming. Oh, I think he was asking, why are you moving to New York? To oh, go be famous, sorry. of course, silly. Let me gay and fun there. He's already been, he's already given his gay funness to San Francisco. He's done. At the gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. <laughs> All right, your next comedian runs a great show, first and third Thursdays at Hometown Heroes. So it's this week, I believe, which is, this Wednesday. Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito! Oh, man, I'm gonna miss you, Peter. You know, we didn't really get to talk too much, but uh, I got a lot of love for you, you know? And that's not a joke. I love the gays, I love the gays. I never thought I'd be between two white men, but there's you, and then Colin's right after me. It's gonna be great. Good time, good time. Um, I'm gonna bring down the house a little bit. Uh, anybody see the... DC shooter the other week? Yeah, there was a potential mass shooting in Washington, DC a couple weeks ago, and it's sad, man. This guy named Spencer Raymond shot up a school. And it's crazy. Luckily nobody was no luckily nobody was shot, right? No luckily nobody died, actually. Uh thank God 
thank God nobody died. And thank God, though, that uh, that he was Asian. Yeah, thank God he was fucking Asian, right? Like, I... <laughs> Happy Eric... Happy Asian American Month, everybody. Happy American Asian Month. Yeah, luckily he was Asian because, you know, not to play stereotypes, but if he, uh, this story would have been a lot bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never hear about white shooters missing their mark. I'm going to say that. Like, Lee Harvey Oswald was one block away, and he shot JFK's brains out. This guy was down, this guy was across the street, and he couldn't even get kids. Oh my God, guys, like, that's bringing shame to your country, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, it really is. And, I mean, like, uh, he ended up killing himself, you know, in the bathtub, really. But, and honestly, I would too, because the shame you bring by not doing the job right, his parents would be fucking pissed. Like, you know, if there's one thing that Asian parents pride on, it's being good at your fucking job, but you even you couldn't even kill one of these little shits? Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> People don't want to admit this, but uh, San Francisco is a pretty racist place. Am I right, guys? It really is. Like, it's not... It's not overtly racist like Dallas or, you know, Louisiana. Ours is more... Ours is a little bit more undercover, you know? Like in Dallas, you'll see white hoodies and they'll yell racial slurs. In San Francisco, they'll wear Patagonia and say things like, oh, you speak English really well. It is amazing. Or, you know, I heard this one the other day. Man, you really work hard for a Mexican. I'm Filipino. <laughs> but it's fucked up. Uh, what else did I want to say about that? Oh, I, I went into this whole racist rant about being black, but uh, I don't think I really have time for that. Thank you. Um, there are a lot of ugly haircuts I've been seeing lately, guys. A lot of ugly haircuts and a lot of uh, regretful faces. So I want to create an app called um, Ask Weaves. Yeah. Yeah, what, what'll happen is, so you all it's simple. All you have to do is do is download your face and your virtual assistant will actually be Tiffany Haddish. And so she'll say one of two things, either, ooh, you look cute, or damn, that shit is ugly as fuck. Put a fucking bag over that shit and get a new haircut, boy. And that'll be Ask Weaves, everyone. Hashtag startup, hashtag fund me, hashtag Ask Weaves. I'm Wally Hippolito, and that's my time. Thank you, guys. Wally Hippolito, everyone. Wally, I've got I've got two things on the um, <clears throat> Asian mass shooter joke. So the first one that I thought of is that I can't remember where I've seen it, but I've seen it a bit that um, some people make fun of Asian people for trying to be white. Oh. And what is whiter than killing people? I like in that. public. And then the other thing is. Um, Figure out what kind of Asian the mass shooter was, because if he's Japanese, the whole killing himself in a bathtub thing plays into the stereotype of Japanese people being very clean. I don't want to make a mess. It just it's all contained. It goes right <laughs> down the drain. It's easy. And don't they have Harry Carey where they when they're dishonored they skewer themselves with a Yeah. That was a that was samurai that was a samurai. And they have like a Japanese forest, but I have that in like my suicide bit, so 
But maybe I can play with that too. Thank you. Oh, I Thanks. love that you have a suicide bit. Um, um, <laughs> my my only comment on it was like, get to the uh, Asian parent disappointment bit, like part of it a little bit quicker. Because okay. I was thinking that like, kind of from the moment you framed the bit, and like uh, like I, that was prepared to be my comment of like, oh, you should do this, and then you got there eventually. I think you okay. get there like sooner in the bit, and then like, kind of play off of it for longer. Okay, got it. Hey, Wally, I love your bits. I love everything about you. Uh, real quick, um, I think uh, the only thing I'm missing uh, from your uh, uh, your uh, bit in general is that I think you need to play off your name, Wally Hippolito, uh, a, ner a small, nerdy, Hispanic his hipster of sorts. That just came to mind. <laughs> Number two, um, Ask Weaves. When you do the Tiffany Haddish thing, I think it might be nice to when... Uh, Tiffany says something positive about the haircut. Maybe he's ready. He, he's ready, right? Oh, that's okay, accentuated. Right? He ready, whatever. And then I think maybe the the um, the shame that uh, Asian people bring the honor killing would be uh, the word maybe honor self killing. And that's something that came to mind. Anyway, okay. that's it. Thanks. And Thanks. he's not Mexican. He's Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> you were being funny. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and this has this has marzipan in it. It's really good. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Uh, this is the quickest note ever. Um, you, when you were talking about the different distances, uh, you were like, oh, he was really close to the kids and he missed them, and then the other guy was one block away. But one block doesn't seem very far, so you could say like 100 feet or something, and it might be a little say, bit okay. funnier. Yards say yards Yeah, because okay. one block I was like, oh, they're both pretty close. Got it, got it. Yeah, this guy was on the fifth floor. And um, the only reason I know about this is because my friend lives in D.C. and he was in—he lives in that building. It was wild. Uh, <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Wally Polito, everyone. By the way, it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald. It was a setup by the CIA because of the nuclear arms race in Marilyn Monroe. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Colin Braun. Thank you. Shut, shut up. I have a lot to get through and not much time. Um, I'm getting divorced. I'm sure you've all heard. Um, I'm growing a beard because I'm getting divorced and my ex-husband took the clippers. Um, it's weird because, you know, when you get married, you want to tell everyone. Tell everyone. Pick out stationery. Pick a font. Put a picture of you guys in the envelope. Send it to everyone. Tell everyone. And then if you tell the state, you know, that's fine too. You just write on a piece of paper. There's no system for when you get divorced. How do I tell people? Okay. That one's dumb. Um, you ever fall so out of love with someone that you need the state of California to know? That one's dumb. Um, so I'm getting divorced. I'm trying. It's been a few weeks now, so I'm getting out there. And uh, I was sitting at a gay bar. It turns out I'm going through a divorce is a great way to, to tell people that they need to pay for your drinks. <laughs> I know. I saved so much money. I should get divorced every week. Um, but I'm doing I'm doing single guy things while still being in married guy mode. So I was in this one gay bar, and this really handsome guy was just being so nice to me, really into me, complimenting everything I did. And I thought, what is he trying to get me to clean? Uh, I had a good time, though. I was up until 7 a.m., and people would be like, Colin... <laughs> How is it possible to stay up until 7 a.m. without doing drugs? And it's not. Um, I, did, I did a lot of drugs. Um, 
moving on. Um, when I when I started my job, um, I was issued a gas card, and my boss told me, Colin, you can only use this gas card um, to buy gas at gas stations. Turns out that's not true. You can also use it as a straight edge in your notebook, and you can also use it to line up coke on a hockey player's dick. <laughs> Works there too. Um, I'm not ashamed to say I put no fewer than five drugs up my nose on Saturday, and I snorted half of them off of no fewer than three dicks. And is it weird that the thing that makes me feel the most disgusting is that I smoked two cigarettes? Um, I've learned a lot recently, not just about myself and about, you know, what it's like to be single and married and all that. Uh, I also learned that a uh, hundred bucks will buy you a gram of Coke and a gram of Coke will get you laid. Um, so I ended up going home with a gentleman um, and we had both done a bunch of Coke so our dicks didn't work. Also learned that's a thing. And so he then ate my ass for two hours. I don't like to invite comparisons to Ron Swanson, but I have to go into Ron Swanson mode for just a second. I feel like what you heard me say is that he ate my ass for a long time. What I said was, he ate my ass for two hours. It was amazing. He had super straight guy vibes. He didn't have any art up on his walls or any ingredients in his kitchen. He called me a faggot the whole time. It was, it was really nice. But uh, I'm new to being single, and I, and I remember like leaving in the morning. I remember it being awkward. I don't remember it being this awkward. Holy fuck, it was terrible. And so I was just like getting dressed, and he wakes up like, oh, hey, I was gonna head out. Like, oh, all right. I left my number written over there. He's like, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm new to this. What do single people do? Do they just leave? He said, yeah. All right, thank you. <laughs> rebound. Then I left. I literally did that. I went, rebound. In front of a guy who had just fucked me. Um, this was after the coke had worn off. This was at like 8 a.m. Um... But no, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. A few weeks ago, I was feeling terrible. I felt like act, like I feel I felt like divorce was just the end of the play about my life. Turns out I'm just starting Act Two, and Act Two has a lot of blow in it. Um, <clears throat> here's more. Um, I was I heard the question the other night. Do you want to do a bump? And that's a dumb question, because when is the answer ever no? Um, I'm, some people have said, Colin, you're worried you're going to be, you know, you're going to develop a cocaine problem. And I'm not. I'm not worried. I don't think I'll ever have a cocaine problem uh, because I'm good enough with people that I'll never need to buy my own cocaine. It, it, it's when you're going to the ATM to get out 500 bucks four times in a night that it becomes a problem. And even still, that's not a cocaine problem. That's a money problem. And I'm really good with my finances. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, that one's not funny. Hold on. Uh, oops. Th uh, I'm done. Okay, thank you. Colin Braun, everyone! Hooray! I know I went through a lot there. Oh my god, we're like two ships in the night. We both had coke banders this weekend. Um, I was going to add that um, it's a very popular way, if you have cocaine on you, for men to approach you. In fact, that fits into your whole thing of like, oh, like guys will get you drinks if they think you're divorced. And have cocaine on you. Mm. 
like add that as a tag there of like yeah but he was his whole joke at the end was that he doesn't have he doesn't need he doesn't buy it he just gets That's it up true. other it's people they don't they, the don't they don't work together but they can work separately yeah together. yeah exactly gotcha dot 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 anyone else Back in my day, we used to call people hungry noses that would follow you. Once they figured out that you had a bag, we call them hungry noses. I don't know if that's still a term. I, was I like wasn't even just thousands. following people. I just people just kept offering it to me. Apparently, I'm attractive. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, you lined up your beard and everything. I mean, you know. That's true. I did do that. You kind of asking. It for felt it. bad because that kidding. joke kind of doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you have your beard lined up too. Uh, okay. Put your heads together. If Thank you. Don't you. Have, does anyone have any other comments? You can comment. Comment, comment, comment. Comment, 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 comment. Chameleon. Okay, Colin Braun. Your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping right there for AJD. AJ. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh... I'm gonna be a food comedian. All these, all these jokes are about food. Just that, just FYI. Uh, most of you guys see me do this, but fuck it, let's go. Um, I'm having a good year. I'm stopping Asian hate. Yeah, I finally started cooking with MSG. Yeah. 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 Just a side note, by the way, turmeric prevents cancer. You guys didn't know that. Just FYI, turmeric prevents cancer. MSG was rumored to actually cause cancer, right? And then that rumor was disproved, but. MSG kind of tastes like meat, but like turmeric tastes like cancer. So I just eat ass now. I feel like that's a lot less confusing. Yeah. Also, do you guys know that like a lot of your favorite tastes and preferences probably come from your parents? Yeah, I think that's a fun, fun thought. Uh, so that's why I eat ass with turmeric. So <laughs> be respectful, guys. Um, I was thinking about this recently. I have a lot of aunties that are really talented cooks, right? And they're like, like every get together, like there'll be like leftovers, and everybody knows like which auntie has like what specialty, right? Like my my auntie Metti auntie, she she makes a bomb fish curry, and my auntie like Gila auntie, she makes like a great chicken biryani, and like my mom, she like brings the plates. I feel like she, uh, yeah, she she, she contributes. <laughs> But yeah, I was trying to explain that like uh, now a lot of those curries they remind me of my aunties because like they like anytime I smell the leftovers I'm like oh dude that and I tried to explain this to one of my aunties and she was like she did not like that because like apparently even if you're Indian saying that curry reminds me of you it sounds a lot more like you smell like curry yeah <laughs> yeah I should probably dial that back a little bit that's okay um, I'm Asian which means I'm very particular about the utensils I use. But also, uh, also I'm Indian, so I don't use any of them. It, yeah, yeah. One of my one of my Indian friends tried to convince me. He was like, he's like, dude, everything, everything is different if you eat with your hands. I was like, that's not exactly true, right? Because like I've never been eating soup and been like, you know, what would make this better? If I was like squatting down and like doing this shit and eat this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that joke is gonna is not gonna age well just because like uh, my knees are not strong. Yeah. I'm not going to age. I don't fuck it, whatever. Uh, I realized recently that Wordle, Wordle has defeated my parents, and it's it's really sad because uh, like that's what they that's how they communicate with me every day. They just WhatsApp me their Wordle guesses. They're like, "Hey, <laughs> look what I did today," and it's like I didn't need that information because New York Times made Wordle a lot harder recently. And it's like 
This is not how I wanted to find out my immigrant parents have like a fourth grade English vocabulary. It's like my dad was like, today's word was really tough. And I was like, yeah, why did you guess cough like six times then? The fuck? All right, back to the food jokes. Um, this is actually a joke for tomorrow. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, it's for debates, and I'm doing peanut butter, so bear with me. Um, uh, I was thinking about this. Peanut butter is a great replacement for like orphan parent or orphan kids, right? Because peanut butter can kind of be your dad if you think about it, right? Like maybe you don't have a dad that taught you how to shave, right? But you can use just peanut butter, and that'll work. You can shave with peanut butter. Fun fact, yeah. And uh, yeah, you can learn and shit. I always bring the knowledge, dude. Um, yeah, and uh, peanut butter also is like a great lubricant, right? So like, if you're chill the fuck out for one second. Uh, <laughs> it, so if your like bike is rusty, right? Because your dad never, because you never had a dad, and he never took you out to bike, then you can lube up your gears real fast. So you can lube them f faster than you can say abandonment issues. If you, yeah. <laughs> And maybe you don't have a dad to walk you down the aisle at your wedding because you don't have a dad, but uh, <laughs> but at least your sh shoes will be super shiny because you can use peanut butter to polish them. <laughs> All right, that one kind of landed flat, but uh, you guys have been fun. I'm going to head out. See you. Ajay, everyone. Uh, this is the last person for comments, if you have any comments. Comments, comments, comments. Um, Brett has a comment. I have a very quick Brett has comment. a comment. Uh, I like the idea of your dad guessing words, but, uh, like guessing a word six times, but I didn't know the word that you said, but you could do like a funny, was it the word call? It was call, uh, like, uh, it was supposed to be tough, but I kind of said it too fast. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I, but, I guess that too a lot, but I like it. <laughs> tough would be a good one. Yeah. Oh. He was trying to do a food set. But you can use peanut butter for <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. You good? Yeah, if you're good. Oh. Yeah, I was telling, I was saying basically her cooking is shit. Yeah, like, but, but like. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I should, yeah, okay. That's a good, good point. Good point. Oh, take that. Thank you. Put your hands together, everybody, for a JD! Yay! So Jason King was supposed to be here to take Lee's spot, but he's not here yet. So we're just going to move right down the list. Uh, comments are over. We're just doing time. Put your hands together for Pete Palmer! All right. Brought the notebook up. I don't have anything written there. Uh, we're just going to fucking go. Uh, I think tox toxic masculinity is bad. So you know, give it up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I also think I also think the, the the phrase toxic masculinity is bad. Like I think it's bad that we came up with a new phrase for that because like you know what muscle bound, emotionally unavailable douchebags hate new vocabulary. It's hard to like convince them to do that. Like if you didn't have that phrase, then you could just kind of deconstruct it. You'd be like. Uh, you know, it's easy to be, okay, I did this in the wrong order, but basically what the joke would have been is that, <laughs> all right, something about how, like, like, if you would tell them, 
like, oh, you shouldn't punch a hole in the wall just because Michigan State lost the game. They'd be like, that's a reasonable thing. But they'd be like, if you shouldn't have toxic masculinity, they'd be like, fucking political correctness is gay or whatever. All right, you can see there's some bones in there. There's, <laughs> there's, there is something to that. Uh, I miss being a kid. Miss being, yeah. I, and I kind of look like a very large kid, so I'm part of the way there. Uh, but, okay, cool. Guess the goatee's working. I didn't hit. Uh... But, yeah, I think it was cool. Like, everything was new when you were a kid, and so, like, everything was the best thing. Like, do you guys remember that period of time in your life where every movie you saw was the best movie that you'd ever seen? Like, each new movie, I was like, I walked out of, like, Spy Kids 3, which had, like, a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, that's, like, the best movie I've ever seen. My mom's like, I didn't think it was very clever. I'm like, Mom, they disarmed a bomb in the movie. Do you know how clever you have to be to did you fucking disarm a bomb, Mom? I remember the first movie I saw that was not the best movie I've ever seen was Don't Mess with the Zohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's impressive. If uh, you got to be a really bad movie to make a 12-year-old who's only seen the best movies of their lives. There was like there was like a scene where they deflated a lady's boobs and I was still like, I don't know if this holds up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I like uh but it's not being a kid was tough too. There you go. I'm keeping more on this bit. Uh because, like, you couldn't, you were so insecure about everything, and, like, your peers were so aware of, like, patterns that you couldn't just, like, change something about yourself without facing intense scrutiny. Like, I remember one day I decided I wanted to be a hat guy. I was like, I've never worn hats before. I wanted to wear a hat guy, and I got, like, my hat, and I was all jazzed up looking in my mirror. And then you just, like, go to school, and they're like, why are you wearing a hat? Okay, I had more pop in my head, but it didn't when I said it out loud. Okay, cool. Um... I like that. Uh, I like that we have a lot of uh, diversity in movies and TV now. Yeah, I'm an ally. I'm a fucking, uh, <laughs> I'm a fucking champion. Um, and it's because here's the thing: is that for the longest time, like all of the douchebag characters in movies and TV were like just white guys, right? And I'm not like objecting to that from like, oh, be nice to us, but it's just not entertaining for me because I like know all of those people. You know, it's like I, I'm, a, I'm from the suburbs. I was in a frat in college. I played contact sports. I'm intimately aware with every bad guy that has ever been in a movie or TV. It's like, oh, we got this frat douchebag who called some kid gay. Yeah, I was my roommate sophomore year. This is a boring story. Not interesting to me. You know, real estate tycoon who's going to shut down the ski lodge. That was my dad's best friend. You know, like, this is, let's get it together. Because now it's like, you know, because for a while it's like, you know, minorities were only placed in sort of like these like token roles that were like overly caricaturized. And like, you know, did I find it funny that they'd have like a stereotypical Indian guy speaking in a stereotypical voice running a 7-Eleven? Yeah, of course I did. Uh, <laughs> like Simpsons is a very well-written show and I was 12. So, but then they, then they got to a point where they were like, they were making movies about like you know people of color but it was all very like yeah look at how empowering this is and you got to have some of that but at a certain point it felt like it was kind of like giving them attaboys unnecessarily it's like look at these look at how crazy rich these asians are you see how this is that will check them out now i'm like watching a tv show this is a new tv show and the main like bad guy in the tv show just huge huge asshole super incompetent ruins everything for everyone else and it's a black lady Amazing! I'm like, this is sweet. I've, I don't, all the black ladies I've ever interacted with have just been super sweet to me because there's societal pressure for them to do so. So, this is refreshing as hell. I love this. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Deep bomber, everyone. 
There's free pizza back here if anybody's hungry, uh, just so you know. Your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Newman Shake. Hey, I'm going to start with a Christmas joke because I want to make my sets a bit less depressing. Um, favorite Christmas movie is uh, this 2001 Tim Allen movie called uh, Christmas with the Cranks. And if you don't know what this movie is, it's this 2001 Tim Allen movie where Tim Allen and his wife, they decide to go on a cruise celebrating Christmas and their entire neighborhood finds out and gangs up on them and forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway and the reason why that's my favorite uh, Christmas movie is because it's also my favorite horror movie because as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas the idea of my entire neighborhood gang up on me and forcing me to celebrate Christmas is fucking horrifying you know like if they put Tim Allen in brownface and uh, call that movie Christmas with the Cons, that would be my get out. You know what I mean? Like it would be very scary, but also Oscar nominated. So that would be nice. Um, I know um, I, this is going to be kind of dangerous to say on the radio, but we're here. Um, if ISIS offered me better health care than my current job, like it, it wouldn't be a competition, you know, like I would easily join like i don't know what isis was doing with those beheading videos if they just offered me dental like i <laughs> would be so like i'd kill myself for dental i just want to have a smile when i go okay that one's a keeper um it's important for me to say i'm not religious right now that's it's very vital I'm i'm not religious mostly because i feel like god has more important things to worry about right now like things are crazy like there's like Ukraine, COVID, the Will Smith thing, like things are scary right now. Um, and I think that means I can do cocaine for a bit. Like that's, it's fine. Like God doesn't care for a bit, you know, it's cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a very hardcore atheist friend though. Like he's like, I don't believe in God at all. But it's weird cause he, bless you. Um, <laughs> that, that, was, that was on brand actually. Talking about God a lot on this set. But yeah, I have this hardcore atheist friend. It's like, I don't believe in God, but he also invests in crypto. And I'm like, how, how are you not going to believe in God, but think Dogecoin is a thing? You know, that's not. I um, feel like the solution to social media addiction is just regular addiction. You know, like, like you're not going to care about Twitter if you're on crack. You know, like, that's, that's not what's happening. I don't like, you want to know what beats FOMO? Heroin, easily. Like, that's true. I um I was on a date at Taco Bell recently because things are going well for me. Um, the date at Taco Bell, and while we're there, this guy suddenly starts jerking off, and most people don't care because it's a Taco Bell. But my date turns to me and she's like, "I can't believe this guy is jerking off to me," and I'm like, "This is San Francisco. He could be jerking off to me too. Let's not be close-minded, you know." And my date's really confident he's jerking off to her. I guess that's where she gets her self-esteem from and she's like I'm gonna go ask him to find out and I was like yeah man go for it and luckily nothing horrible happens she comes back and she's like he's not jerking off to any one of us he's actually jerking off to a reflection of himself you can see in the window and I have so much respect for that man like that is self-love
This felt like a therapy session by the end. Okay, goodbye, guys. Newman shake, everyone. All right. Your next comedian, such a funny lady. Super excited to see what she's going to bring tonight. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Oh, walk, talking to the mic, that helps. Um, I have a system for making my toast in the morning. And as you can guess, it's probably, as you could probably guess, it's very OCD. I take out the bread, the peanut butter and the jam and put them on the counter. The jam goes on the right, the peanut butter on the left, and then the toast the toast. And the reason for the placement is it's it's been forgotten over this year over the years, but I just I do it anyway. Um, then when the toast comes up, the peanut butter goes on the bread bottom and the jam on top. Anybody who puts the jam on the bottom and the peanut butter on top is just looking for a fat lip. Then when uh, you, you're done, you cut the toast in half, and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. Breakfast is the most important meal, and if you don't, uh, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. So don't be sitting the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first instead of the right on 9-11. And you know what happened then. <laughs> so let's review. What side of the toast do we eat first? Nobody's paying attention. <laughs> or you're all fucking with me. <laughs> Don't you realize how important this is? It's the right side. Little things like what's the butterfly effect thing? That you do something here and, and over in Asia, a butterfly beats its wings and dies? I don't know. <laughs> But this is important to eat the right side of the toast first. Don't fuck with me. Right side first. <laughs> All right. You don't set out to ruin a day. It happens just little by little, bit by bit. You take too many naps, smoke too much weed, pee in the kitchen sink. <laughs> the day is shot. And you might as well kill yourself. All right. That's, that's new. I'm working on that. <laughs> It's such a weird expression to hear, throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know that expression? It's like, who thought that up? Is some guy, some violent guy saying, throw out the baby with the bathwater. We don't need kids. We don't need, fuck this. All right, that's new too. The first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. And I hate that. I argue to say that old precedes Female, because you so always say old lady. You don't say lady old, unless you're talking in Spanish, and then it's señora mejor, I think. But there's also race. At what point do you see say white? Is it before lady or after? Is it before old or after? What came first, the chicken or the old lady? <laughs> and at what point do you say neurotic lesbian with commitment issues? And there's also LOL, little old lady, and or in my case, little old lesbian. Thank you. And an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. Laugh out loud, little old lady, why you still can? Why you still can? 
I'm fascinated by how we perceive each other. Like, you look kind of like my dad, so I like you. And I had a teacher once that was kind of cranky, and, and you remind me of him, so I'm a little cautious of you. But isn't it funny how we carry that stuff around with us? Well, that's why it's important to not judge a book by its cover, because you got to read the book first, get to know it. Then you can say it's an asshole. All right, that's my time. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> Lori Crow, you got to read the book before you call it an asshole. Fuck yeah, that's true. That was great. Yay, Lauren Kratt working on new stuff. Yay. And I've been thinking about toast a lot, too. No, I had to text her today and ask what you do with English muffins. <laughs> is, it a, is it a top or a bottom? Yeah. I was Because I, I eat more English muffins than anything else. All right. Uh, your next comedian is about to ride 545 miles down the coast of California. Try not to stare at her ass too much, everybody. Put your hands together for Hillary Lannon. Yeah. Hi. I don't really have anything today. I, um, because I did my big show and I rode a big ride, the longest ride I've ever ridden yesterday. And I started a new job today. So it's like my life has suddenly become all the fun stuff is over. Like my summer sabbatical, which happened at the beginning of the year, is done. And now I have to go back to being a serious adult. That sucks. Um, but I was going to ask, do any of you guys have nicknames? New, oh, New Money. That's a good one. Is that the only one you have? Nice. Anymore? That's like a variation on a theme right there, buddy. <laughs> Anyone else have nicknames? That's not a nickname. B Boomer. Mm. Boomer was my nickname. When oh, I was really? Little. You're not that old. No, no, like, because <laughs> I was fat. Oh, well, see, so I had a lot of nicknames growing up, and um, I literally had so many that, uh, and they all kind of, I realized, follow like phases of my life because I was really fat when I was first adopted from Korea. When they shipped me over here, I was two years old, and I, apparently I weighed 26 pounds, which I don't really know. Apparently that's fat for a two-year-old. I mean, it, it is, just looking at my pictures. But it's like my mom would be like, oh, we paid $1,000 for every pound. Um, <laughs> but my there were nicknames like um, Hillary Dillery Doc, or um, one that has stuck around is Hilda Beast instead of wildebeest and my now my brother still just calls me beast that's just my nickname from just him he's the only person there's beefy mugga which i don't even know what that is there was a song that went along with it too i think it was like the peanut peanut butter and jelly song but like my dad re reinvented new words but then i got into like grade school and just regular school and my like hilarious was another one um hi larry because it was like you know and then as I got older and started doing drugs, high life was a big one. And then as those drugs started to take a really, like their toll on me because I was getting even older, um, now it's high low. So it's just like one of those things where I'm like, I know I'm even leaving out some, some, uh, some nicknames there just because I was thinking about this on the way in. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I have like a ton of nicknames and I cannot decide if that's like, a term of endearment? I don't know. Like, I'm gonna, I think that's the best way to look at it, right? Is that it's because they, like, instead of my dad calling me fat, right? Little fatty, 
bat fat it was like he's gonna he's gonna make up like these somewhat cutesy names that it has the same intention and meaning but just sounds a little bit nicer than hey fatso you know so i don't know this is just what i'm thinking about now because i'm like i've decided now that i'm done with my little mental breakdown sabbatical that i'm like okay i think I'm going to work on, I'm going to become the next Hannah Gadsby, which no, no other comics like here in the United States. But, but, um, but I was like, Oh, I'll just write a one woman show and take it to Edinburgh next year and be like, uh, it'll all be about identity. So here's the start of that. But anyway, that's, that's all I got. Cause I feel like I am out of shit right now. All right, thanks. <laughs> Yay! Hildebeest! That's so cute! Oh my god, I wish... that's Those are great. Yay, Hillary! Yay! Yay! And then yay. It was a, it was a great show last week, and um, hopefully you raised tons of money, and AIDS is going to be solved, and yay! All right. You made your goal! Yay! But if, you still, if people still want to donate, they can. And uh, the AIDS life cycle is happening on June 5th, and yeah. you're going to be great, and it's going to be super fun. Super fun. I don't want to say anymore. Yay! And um, be careful with that edible, man. I ate one, and I'm high as fuck. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Kelly Evans! Yay! Hey, what's up? Um, $26,000? So what your parents paid for you? Holy shit. My mom my, my mom would have taken twenty-six, honestly, to get rid of me. She would have I'm lucky I didn't get aborted. Um uh, <laughs> I've seen the diary. I was close. I was well, you know, I have many lost brothers and sisters. Uh sorry, that's pretty dark. Um <laughs> anyway, let's mutiny, you can do that. Uh Baby with the bathwater. So that actually, that you know, are you just joking that you don't know what the, where it came from? So back in uh, frontier days, when they took baths, they'd have to do one bath for the whole family because they were all poor pieces of shit. And so they would, they would all share. So the, it would go oldest to youngest because you know the oldest earned. Like your parents were like, "Fuck the kids. They're not gonna take the fresh bath." It was the opposite of what it is today, you know, because now parents treat their kids like they're gold. You know, but now they were like, we get to bathe first and then the baby bathed so far that the, the water was so murky that you couldn't see the baby. Um, so you might accidentally throw the baby out. But listen, if you if the baby's been underwater so long, you forgot it was there. You better throw that baby out with the bathwater. You're going to have to throw that baby out or somebody's going to find out and arrest you. You know, like I'm going to start your time now because you gave um, time. So I'm going to start your time now. Oh, thank you. Here yeah. we go. Great, cool. That was all just off the top, anyway. So actually, all this is going to be off the top. So we'll see what happens. Um, I uh, I just <laughs> been realizing lately that I'm just very bad at dating in like relationships. Um, Nick knows because we've been dating. And uh, anyway, I um, yeah, I just try to play it aloof all the time, is because I'm afraid of getting hurt. So I'm just like. I don't care. I don't care if you care at all. Yeah, fucking whatever. And then they're like, all right, well, I'm going to go date other people. And I'm like, no, no, don't, please don't do that. Please. No, no, I was just kidding. I didn't mean it. Oh, God, I should just say what I think. You know, that's, you got to put it out there, people, you know, fucking. But how, how do you, I don't even know how you do it anymore. How are you supposed to, what are you supposed to be like, uh, 
part you want to you want to be my partner <laughs> are we starting a law firm i just feels it's a weird it's awkward to say that i feel awkward i know people that's the term that people use now but i feel like that's really taking it away from the gays aren't we are we stealing that from the you know because that's partner is is your term i feel like how do you feel about that brady do you feel all these fucking breeders trying to take your fucking terms man yeah, exactly. I don't want to do fucking briefs. I want to be in your briefs. Uh, there you go. That was dumb. But then girlfriend is gendered, and so people get offended by that now. So you can't be like, eh, girlfriend. I'm just going to say steady. I'm just going back to the 1940s. I'm like, do you want to go steady? My luck, some 80-year-old is going to be like, fuck you. You know, don't use my term. I don't know. I just, there's no good answer for any of this. Anyway. Uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, they've been in the news a lot lately, huh? That's been fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> I love seeing people just rip on Johnny Depp's appearance now, you know? They're like, what the fuck happened to him? Uh, he, yeah, he got old and ugly, you know? It's like, it, they rip on him because he also doesn't bathe and he drinks fucking wine all day long. It's like, yeah, those are pretty people privileges. You can't do that. When you're ugly, Johnny, you gotta let the, it's new to him being ugly. He hasn't experienced it yet. Now people are like, you smell like patchouli and shit, you know? <laughs> Fucking take a bath, man, you know? That's, that's, that's all Karens. They used to be hot. That's all Karens. They just used to be hot and now they're not. And they just, they're like, why aren't people doing what I tell them to do? This is so weird. I don't understand it, you know? <laughs> like, cause, cause you're fucking ugly now. Karen, get over it. Accept it. Your haircut sucks. <laughs> Your haircut sucks. Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. You can't be, you can't fucking drink and be ugly at the same thing and just have people not be, like, if you, if you are, if you are drunk all the time and attractive, people just think you're fun. They're just like, oh, fucking, isn't Stacy fun, you know? <laughs> but if you are ugly and drunk, people think you're homeless. They're like, are you okay? You haven't showered in a week. Are you, we are going to call somebody, you know, like that. There are no pretty homeless people. Have you noticed that? There are no... <laughs> Literally, because somebody will come along and be like, oh, what are you doing here? We got to take you out of here. Come on, let's go. Anyway, that's really all I have. So I'm going to stop there. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been great. Kelly Evans, ripping around, having fun. Yay. All right. Uh, sorry. I'm being unprofessional today. I'm having existential crisis. Okay, you're next. No, I seriously am. You're next comedian. Put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey. Yay. I uh, I also I also like diversity. Um, I I've been saving a lot of money because of diversity. Uh, I don't really feel like buying anything anymore because they stopped showing white dudes in commercials. I just haven't. There's just the urge to consume is gone. And it's nice. It, you know how nice it is watching television when you're not the target demographic anymore? I actually en enjoyed the Super Bowl this year. And you know, anytime an ad came on, I was just like, oh, I guess that new flavor of Tostitos just wasn't meant for me. <laughs> the white man. Uh, I voluntarily went. <laughs> I've just wanted to say Tostitos weren't meant for the white man for like 24 hours. I just, that sentence, I've just wanted to utter it. I voluntarily went to an all-boys high school, and I remember my logic at the time. It was uh, <laughs> not the same as yours. Uh, <laughs> it was, if there's no girls there, it'll be easier to focus. I was very wrong. When there's no girls, there's no one to impress, and so a bunch of dudes 
just end up bullying each other into being stupid. That's all that happened. You c couldn't participate in class. You'd get made fun of. I would go home and I would watch High School Jeopardy to try and make up for what I didn't learn in school. And I was just always so bummed out because I was like, none of us could be on this show. Like, because we're dumb, but also because we would just bully Alex. We would just make fun of him. Any time he would ask a question, it would just be a row of guys like, I'm not fucking answering that. <laughs> like, he would get, he would just get so annoyed. He would be uh, silence. Like, Anybody, you know, doot, doot, doot. The, the, it was, what is Trail of Tears? And some kid at the podium would be like, what is the point of this gay shit? You know, it would be, it would be a disaster. <sighs> I have another joke, but I'm not as excited about it as the first two that I just did, and judging how those went. <laughs> I, I, well, I was just thinking about how bad I was at being single. I mean, I'm, I'm bad at being a, a, a boyfriend, fiance, too. I suck either way. I suck either way, but like, yeah, no, it's, it's bad. Is, uh, have you ever asked someone to marry you and when they say yes, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking about why I was bad at being single and you know, just certain things like, like Netflix and chill would have never worked for me because I'm not chill. <laughs> like, I'm not a fun guy, but also I just get distracted by screens. Like it doesn't matter what's on. If I'm, if you take me to a, I don't know, bar and grill and there's sports, I'm just, I'm zoned out. And so I could never even do Netflix and chill because I would get distracted. Like even if the record, the advice is to put on a bad movie, but it's not the quality that would, you know, determine whether or not I, I care. I, you could put on Trolls 2 and even if I'm going down on the person, I'm still going to look up and be like, they're eating her and then they're going to eat me. <laughs> oh my God. You know, some of you guys haven't seen Trolls 2. <laughs> Have you seen Trolls 2, Nick? You're, you're in the media. You know that meme? You know that, you know that line that <laughs> you, 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 you watch shitty nerdy movies. <laughs> they're eating her and then they're going to eat. I'll show you. I'll show you. Uh, right. Well, after the set. I <laughs> yeah, this is not chill. Uh, <laughs> this is not. This is sketchy. I want to get out of here. All right, see you later. Kyle <laughs> Morrissey, everyone. Obscure Ruff. Is that for your birthday party set? You bring out Trolls too. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Brady Pearson. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? Hey, um, are there any straight guys in the audience tonight? Are there? Hi, guys. I have some questions for you. I'm trying to... I'm trying to learn how to speak heterosexual, and so maybe y'all can help me out. Are there any alphas in the room tonight? Alphas. <laughs> so, Kelly, Kelly, you're an alpha. Okay, so why aren't they? So, is what makes an alpha then? Is does the alpha actually admit that they're an alpha? Is that what they do? So why do you, why does everybody like on stage say, "Yeah, I'm a fucking alpha," but when I ask people in the audience, they're all like, "No." Does that mean like they're really, I mean, what is a beta then? If, if you're not an alpha, what's a beta? Besides you, Kyle. Is there? <laughs> Everyone who does stand up is a beta? Does that apply to women? Can women be alphas? 
There are there alpha women, gentlemen? Do you, do you, are you? That wouldn't turn you on, though, would it? That would turn you on. <laughs> alpha women. But aren't most women beta to you? Isn't that? Oh, okay, okay. Because I mean, I'm trying to figure this out because we do have something like in the gay world that might help you figure this out. It's called top and bottom. Anybody want to figure out what that is out like later? Anybody? Oh my God. <laughs> that brings back very fond memories of church camp. Um, I learned to praise Jesus very early on in my life. Uh, there was a lot of kneeling in prayer at that camp. Mm, it was so good. It was so good. What? I mean, I wouldn't you volunteer? I would voluntarily go to an all boys school. You can bully me all you want. It's hot. <laughs> I mean, I was such a fag in high school that um, the only reason why I joined the basketball team was to be in the locker room. Didn't didn't we all do that? Oh, that was just me. Creepy little creepy little perfect. Like, oh my god, they're like, oh my god, my brothers are all part of the league too, and they were like. Wow, Brady just is really into the sport, isn't he? <laughs> He's in the locker room all the time. That's amazing. I just want to make sure we were all really clean. That's the kind of person I was then. Let's see what else we want to work on besides that. I'm trying to figure out some <sighs> new things to talk about besides being old. I mean, I've been gay so long. I've survived AIDS. Let's see, COVID, some, some STIs. And I'm only slightly younger than Cher, but we'll see. One of us will. I think I'll have a lot. No, she won't. No, I won't. Cher will outlive us all, right? The only thing left is Cher and Roches. Does anybody remember that? Is it anybody? Do you, do you even know who Cher is? Show of hands. I don't know it. Okay, just, just. I believe. I believe it's. A, <laughs> she has the worst vibrato ever. Have you ever listened to like um, Cher? She's. Uh, how did she do it? Sing. I believe. Like, girl, does she even sing? These, these are things that I'm working on today. You can tell it's Joke Workshop. Thank you. And I think that's about it for me today, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm not feeling like singing. So have a good evening. Give a minute back. Brady Pearson, everyone. Hooray. All right, moving right along. Uh, David, I pushed you in the list because um, somebody who didn't come. So everybody, your next comedian, David Samuel. Yay! Yeah. Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so excited. Brady left already? Yeah, all right. What's up? What's up? I, uh, 27. I've had 29 different jobs. That's the real number. It's a lot of jobs. Worked at a Carl's Jr. for a while. My boss there, the manager, one day one of his childhood friends pulls up into the drive-thru and he exclaims, he goes, I told you I'd run this bitch one day. And I was very jealous of that in that moment. You know, I was like, man, I wish I had dreams. Like, especially achievable ones, right? Like, those would be so nice. Okay. <laughs> it's... <laughs> um, some jobs aren't real. That's what I've noticed. Like, I think being, like, an apartment maintenance guy, that's not, like, a real job. Because I'm, like, I'm, like, decently handy, but I'm not going to spend money to, like, fix a place I'm renting, right? So I'll, like, 
diagnose a problem and I'll like call these guys up and half the time when they do show up they just tell me exactly what I told them like I had a dishwasher that was broken so I called him I was like hey it's broken that guy spent two hours looking at it and then he comes to me he's like yeah it's broken it's like yeah we we got okay I'm gonna figure it out it's not a real job I don't think it's a real job um. <laughs> that's the job I should have yeah, I don't have a real job either. I work at an antique store, so that's not even a real place. Yeah, I make, uh, this is a fun fact, I make $10 an hour more than EMTs, right, which isn't, which isn't a lot of, yeah, which isn't a lot of money, but it's just a scary fact to think about, yeah. I think like a third of EMTs in this country are actually volunteers, it's something like that, yeah. All right, anyways, but I think I make more than EMTs because I sell the shit from the people they can't save. So it's like, <laughs> that's why I get the extra bucks, I think. But it's cool, because sometimes people come in there and they, uh, they like negotiate with me. You know, we'll be looking at like a brass like figurine and they're like, would you take $20? It's like, $20 is still too much for this, you know, like, but no. Okay. I don't know. Um, Some job I just I've had so many jobs because I'm really good at getting shitty jobs. That's like the thing I'm good. At. I don't even think I want a job. I think I'm just addicted to people telling me I'm hired. Like that feels unbelievable, right? They're like, "Welcome to Red Robin." I'm like, "Me? <laughs> 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 Aren't I the bell of the ball?" But it does feel good. But people get hooked on shitty jobs. I had a friend that worked with a dishwasher at a cheesecake factory. We were talking about moving to Atlanta together. And he was like, yeah, I could transfer to the Cheesecake Factory in Atlanta. And it's like, why don't you just get a new job? And we get, like, what is this obsession with Cheesecake Factory? And I told some of my friends that work in restaurants, it's like, yeah, you just won't quit Cheesecake Factory. won't let it go. And then they were like, yeah, Cheesecake's actually a pretty good job. So it's, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Um... I was the only Jew in my hometown, my high school. Well, there was one other Jew there. It was my brother. It was just us two. We were holding it down for Allah up there. And <laughs> not Jewish, though. I'm, I was raised Catholic. I'm ethnically Jewish. So I was still have foreskin because my dad looked at my penis, and he's like, where else is he going to put a schmegma if he doesn't have that? So, okay, that's so gross, but I love saying it. But... Raised, raised Catholic, ethnically Jewish. Where's it going? Oh, yeah. Now I live in a big city where there's a lot more Jews. So I get Jew checked now. I experienced that. I've never been Jew checked before, but people look at me. They see my face. They hear my name, David Samuel, pretty Jewish name. Are you Jewish? I go, yeah. I lie, right? Yes. And then they go, really? What was your rabbi's name? And it's like, uh, well, mine was Father O'Hannigan. He didn't really, okay. <laughs> He didn't really follow the Torah too much, but all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mutiny. Yay, David Samuel. And it was very funny that you said it all because uh, it's Yahweh, dude. <laughs> Yahweh. Yeah. Yahweh, Nahweh. Uh, yeah, it's not all. It's Yahweh. That's fun. I thought that was really cute. Yay. He's 27 and he still has foreskin. Your next comedian. 
Put your hands together. He's 26, and I don't think he's talked about his dick. Who had the joke about getting their thing, but they sliced the dick the wrong way? Whose joke was that? That it was open like it wasn't you. I don't remember who it was. Was it Uriah? I'm sorry. I've heard too many people's jokes about their dicks, and so now I'm getting them all confused. Put your hands together for Dan Bridges. I I am circumcised. I don't really have too many jokes about that subject, though. Um, uh, the past couple of times I've ever like like slept with a woman in a one-off. Whenever like they see my penis for the first time, they'll be like, "Oh my god, you have like a really like nice-looking penis." And so if I ever meet the man who does circumcise me, I'm just going to make a big scene. I'm going to be like, "This guy knows how to cut cock." Just <laughs> high-five him. My fucking man right there. Uh, people have been asking me a lot if I'm Jewish. Uh, I get it maybe once a month or every other month. People will ask me if I'm Jewish. Uh, and so the other night I was actually working at a show and I was talking to a comic who was working the door. I had talked to this guy once before and he's telling me uh, he works with adults that have autism. And uh, he says he helps them get jobs and he helps them find therapists because uh, to deal with their you know, uh, social relationship issues. And I'm talking to this guy and he goes, by the way, uh, you have autism. It's like, really? He goes, yeah, uh, I work with a lot of autistic people. You're definitely autistic. <laughs> I said, uh, okay. He goes, and then he just continues. He's like, just the way that you ad interact with people is just a little different. <laughs> Thank you for this information, my good man. <laughs> It's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but something that I'm doing is making people think I'm either Jewish or autistic. <laughs> and I don't know what it is that I'm doing. Am I just saying hello with a lot of phlegm and a little eye contact? Like, what could it possibly be? I'm probably stupid, though. I'm not... I'm not autistic, I'm just Irish Catholic, if that helps the situation. Um, I'm not autistic, but I do often say the wrong things to people just, you know, without thinking things through. Like, a few years ago, I was accidentally racist to a black guy who was robbing me at gunpoint. That was an awkward moment. I was walking down the street, he was walking the other way. He had, like, the headphones that go around his neck. He had a hand in his jacket on a concealed gun. I didn't know that it was a gun. And, uh... He passes me, he goes, hey bro, I got something for you. And I was like, hey man, congrats on the new mixtape. I don't own a CD player, but keep it up. And he was like, this, he was like, what the fuck? And I was, I realized like words hurt more than like a bullet would have hurt me. So then I was just like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Here, take, take all my money. Uh, use this to get a nice set of grills or something or pay your mom's rent, whatever you want to do. Okay, so that one's got a long way to go too, okay? Um, I, I, I cannot possibly go through life uh, hearing one more advertisement on the radio for erectile dysfunction. I just can't fucking do it. Like, aren't they all fixed by now? Like, every 30 seconds, there's a new advertisement of, like, erectile dysfunction. Come see this guy. Come see this guy. Like, haven't you guys run out of dicks to fix? I've never heard a single advertisement 
for vaginal rejuvenation surgery, which I think we should be renamed to a surgery called a pussy lift. Um, and this is where I stand on feminist issues. <laughs> really not helping my argument for the whole I'm not autistic thing. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody has a nice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Good night. Keep it going for Dan Britton. He's got to go play with some trains, everybody. Toot, toot. Uh... I would, that was it. Was that too mean? That was cute. That was funny. I was, okay. You're a nice comedian. I'm so glad that he's here and he's got like a new mohawk look to just like freshen up the spring, everybody. I, where'd you park your motorcycle? Clap your hands together for Nick Scarpino. Have you just been playing the same lick from that Prince song the entire night? That's incredible. Yeah, might as well go with that. I love that. I will die for you. Um, cool. Uh, some new material tonight for everyone. Uh, I'm married. No, married people. Are you married? Any married people in the audience? You were married. Fantastic. Stick around for this joke. You'll love it. Uh, yeah, I'm coming up on my 10-year wedding anniversary. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes um, sometimes I think about being single. I do. I think about being single sometimes, right? Because you always remember that one person you dated back in the day that was like crazy. And and. You know, marriage gets stale sometimes, and sometimes I think back to that one woman who was, like, fucking nuts, and she was just, like, so hot, and, like, she said, she was like, if you either you marry me or I'll tell all your friends how small your dick is, and then I've been happily married to her for 10 years, and I just think, I just think maybe, maybe don't marry that crazy one next time, maybe, I don't know, she's not crazy, my wife's awesome. Um, I bought a new mattress recently, uh, have you guys done this yet? This is the most money I've ever spent on anything in my entire life. And I think it's actually because I'm married. I really do. Because when I was single, I would buy the cheapest mattress that I could fit on my Honda Civic from Costco. You would just strap it on the thing. But when you go in, when you're married, you have to take your wife's uh, needs into consideration. And my needs are just to sleep. But her needs are she needs a hypoallergenic, uh, not too firm, not too soft mattress that will also be cool uh, during the uh, summer months and then uh, warm during the winter months. Uh, and it needs to be a full king-size mattress. And I love her dearly, so of course I bought her that mattress. And as I was checking out, just out of curiosity, I looked the 21-year-old kid in the eyes that was, that was checking me out. And I said, hey, man what's the most expensive mattress in this place? And he dead ass looked me back in the eyes and said, sir, you just bought it. <laughs> I was like, fuck my life. Good mattress though. Got delivered yesterday. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, I think parents have it harder now. I, I do because of the internet, because now you can't do, you can't get away with shit, right? Like I think we're all, I look, I look around and I'm, I'm not going to judge people based on their age, but I say we all remember the eighties a little bit, right? Maybe a little, no, I don't know. A lot. Some of us a lot more than others. And I, res I respect I respect my upbringing because my mom could do shit that you can, that no other people could do. Like well, there was one point where we had a cat and uh, my mom just decided she didn't want to take care of the cat anymore. So she just put it outside. And after a week, I was like, what's uh? <laughs> I was like, what's going on with the cat? And my mom said to me, oh, that's an outdoor cat now. That's an outdoor cat. And the cable. <laughs> And the cable guy, I remember, remember we got Comcast cable. The guy came and he was like, hey, do you have a cat by any chance? And I was like, I think we used to have a cat. And he goes, oh, there's just a graveyard of bird skeletons on top uh, of your of your roof. So I just assumed you had a cat. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that cat in a while. And I was going to bring it up to my mom, but I didn't want to become an outdoor kid. I thought that would be, thought that might be kind of crazy. 
then the scary thing is we got a dog and after five years my mom was like i don't know i think that's an outdoor dog now and i'm like oh no she can't make it up to the roof what's she gonna do for food <laughs> also god bless my mom we got a black lab named bianca because we're italian and i was like mom that's bianca means white in italian and she said uh yeah that's right and i was like well why do we name our black dog white and Italian. She goes, well, because we're the only Italian people in this neighborhood and we live right across from the only black people in this neighborhood. And the word for black in Italian, do you know what it is? Is negro. So we can't be, and this dog gets out a lot. We can't be screaming negro around the audience, the, the neighborhood a lot. I don't know, I just wrote that one right for you as you walked in, Jason. <laughs> My mom was awesome though, man. She's uh, like, you could just like lie to your kids though. I, I, I heard someone say like, there's no reason to beat your kids because kids are stupid. And if you can't, if you can't outsmart your child, you shouldn't have kids. And this is a perfect example of this. Uh, I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. I wanted to take acting lessons. And there's this thing called Riverside Community Theater that all my friends went to. And I told my mom, I was like, Mom, can you call and see if they're taking new people? And she called. And I heard on the phone, she was like, how much does it cost? And they said, ma'am, it's $500. But we have plenty of open enrollment. And she hung up the phone and said, they're full. That's how it worked. And so I became a stand-up comedian instead. All right, I love you all. Thank you very much for your time. Bye. Nick Scarpino, everyone. I know if your par- if they would have put you in the acting classes, right? I feel the same way. If my parents would have gotten me an agent, I was so good at memorizing, but I've always had a really ugly nose. You're, uh, but in the '80s, you had to have a, a little little pig nose and be blonde to be on TV. It's different now. You can things things are different now. I, I still look like I still look like a strange bird. Uh, your next comedian, we've got three left: Denise, and then Jason. You just walked in, and then one more. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee! Yay! I called my parents before this and told them all my jokes. They do not translate well, so <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, here we go. Okay. So my parents are Chinese Buddhist immigrants, and I was very sheltered as a child because of my strict parents. So you can guess now by looking at me that I am currently in the rebellious phase of our relationship. Now, like I've been told that there is a hoe phase that usually comes with a sheltered childhood, but uh, still waiting that that is very elusive. Uh, I have an older sister who's much more successful than me which is very frustrating considering we had the same amount of childhood trauma. You know, like I just feel like I didn't get as much bang for my buck. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, the one positive thing about having this very distinctly like immigrant vibe is that people just always assume I'm trying my best. And I've just kind of been coasting off of that for the past couple years at work, you know? Like, if you were to ask about me at work, people are like, yeah, Denise, like, she tries her best. (laughs) She has a lot of spirit, but (laughs) okay, we'll work on that. Okay, Uh, I've been trying to eat healthier, so I was at Safeway trying to buy some carrots. I felt very overwhelmed by all the choices, right? Like organic, non-organic, purple, orange, Uh, Do I want my carrots to be babies or adults? You know, that's a big choice to make. Finally, I was getting so frustrated. I was like, this is so stupid. Like, the type of carrots I get doesn't matter, right? Like, I am just going to end up buying the Cheeto Puffs instead anyway. You know, like, they kind of look like carrots. Call it a day. We'll try again next week. 
so uh, my so my family is Taiwanese, right? And my cousins live in Taiwan, and they've never been to America. So they'll say things like Americans are obese because you eat McDonald's every day, which is such an ignorant stereotype, right? Because uh, some of us eat In and Out every day. It's it's different. Okay, it's a classier path to obesity. I feel like we should get credit for that. Uh, every time we visit Taiwan, like we bring exotic American gifts, like uh, Hershey's chocolate. Uh, but my mom only buys it like during the sale after holidays, like Easter. It's usually fine. But like one year, one of my cousins was like, "Why is all the chocolate shaped like a plus sign?" You know. And inside, I was like, "Okay, sometimes you show up too late at Target the day after Easter." They're out of the Reese's eggs. We are Buddhist, but we are settling for the biblical leftovers because we don't want to pay full price. Uh, but instead, I got to make some shit up like we did it on purpose. You know, I'm like, oh, it's to help you learn math. Okay. Uh, I went to a birthday potluck yesterday in Berkeley. Uh, the theme was comfort food. Someone brought blackberries and pine nuts. And I was like... Do you think we're woodland creatures? <laughs> I was like, are we squirrels? Like, what person when they're sad is like, you know what sounds good? The ingredients for pesto separately. Okay, those were my new jokes. How much time do I have left? Okay, perfect. We'll leave it at that. Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everybody. Yeah, blackberries and pine nuts. Fun. I mean, now I'm in the mood for blackberries. Uh, yay. All right. Your next comedian, clap your hands together. It's so weird that the sun's still out. Isn't that fun? Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Jason King. Ooh. The music will start again. There it goes. <laughs> it's okay. The mic was stuck anyways. That's good. That worked. I, uh, what's going on, everybody? Having a good time? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Uh, Denise, Denise, you said that you share your jokes with your parents. Uh, I, I did that. I did that once. I told my mom a joke. I was like, here's how it starts, mom. So I was thinking about killing myself. <laughs> She's like, no. I was like, this is not going to work with this audience. <laughs> going to switch this joke up. Um, let's see. That's weird. You guys just see that news come in just now? The... Um, Apparently they're overturning Roe v. Wade. Did you see that? Yeah. I know we don't want that. Don't <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely gonna be. I'm definitely gonna protest that. There's gonna be a big protest on that. That's for certain. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. It's, yeah. Wait. Hold on. Don't look it up now. Let me let me finish the set. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh. Yeah, that's not good. But uh. I guess it kind of makes me think, like, um, you know, there's definitely going to be rioting in the streets again, you know? But maybe it won't be like Black Lives Matter. It'll just be a bunch of pregnant women trying to kick things. <laughs> Sorry, I just, just thought of it. <laughs> I didn't think it through. I, um, let's see, what else? I, I learned something really interesting. Uh, well, I've always known this, but I, women, straight women typically like taller men. You know this very well. You have lots of jokes about that. 
<laughs> but straight women typically like taller men. And the reason I've been reading is that like evolutionarily, like it's there's something about taller men that makes you feel more protected, more secure. And so another article came out two days ago that for a five, six man to be as valuable as a six foot man in the dating market, he has to make $175,000 more than the six foot man. Is that enough? Even more? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Cause you know what you can buy with $175,000? Two full-time bodyguards. <laughs> if you want to feel secure. Instead you got a broke tall dude who can reach the salt. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. That's fine. I tried, I tried on that one. I, um, here's something actually interesting that I learned recently. Do you know you can get a bodyguard on Thumbtack? You guys know what Thumbtack is? It's like the, it's like this app where you go on, you can get like a bunch of like little services, people to help you build the furniture, or clean your house, but also a 24/7 bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you could get a body, and it, it doesn't make sense to me because I feel like you should get a bodyguard at like an agency, you know? Like it shouldn't be, it sh there shouldn't be a website where someone can go, I could do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I what? I don't know, maybe. I don't <laughs> I should try. I should try it for a day, see if it works out. Yeah, I know it's it's definitely strange. I was reading one of the bios. This guy was like, "Hi, my name is," and I was like, "That's where I'm stopping." <laughs> all right. If you're if you're someone who's a bodyguard and you say hi, it's not going to work out. All right. Dangerous people don't say hi. Dangerous people make noises. <laughs> That's how they work. They're like, "Hey, Roosevelt, how's your day going?" He's like, mm. "All right." <laughs> That's <laughs> That's that's how bodyguards operate. All right. I forgot the rest of this. I, um, I'm going to skip to this one. I, I've only had one nickname my entire life. So listen closely if you want to steal all my passwords. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the one nickname that I've been called was Kool-Aid Smile. <laughs> Which is racist as fuck. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man doesn't even have teeth. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was a nickname or a slur. <laughs> uh, and the the funny thing about it to me was that like when I was younger, I really liked Kool Aid, so I really appreciated the association. Right? Like people were like, "Hey, Kool Aid smile," and I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> All right, guys, my time. Peace out. <laughs> Yay, Jason King! Hooray! Okay, I'm only going to do four minutes, and then we'll see if anybody else comes, but if they don't, and then, you know, we all get to go early. That's exciting. Okay, clap for me. Yay. I don't want to have to take the pizza home. Okay. So today has been filled with existential crisis. I think it's one of those things when you accomplish something that you think is big and 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 then <clears throat> and then you're brought to the depths you know in the roller coaster and then you uh existentially question your comedic value and input in other people's jokes so it's like i just you know that's cool i'm reading nietzsche uh yeah i think where do you cry alone <laughs> <laughs> uh, i do it on the bus because only butterflies and soap bubbles understand happiness it's a Nietzsche quote. 
Anyways, I really am reading and it's been it's been crazy. Uh, no, what I wanted to talk about was uh, the only stable relationship I have in my life. Um, it, comedy's hard. Like, uh, I haven't talked to my mom in 12 years. My dad and I barely text, maybe t- email, very distant. I haven't talked to my brother. I find out, I found out I have a niece. Oh, I mean, I knew I had a niece, but I didn't know she was going to college. She's going to Pepperdine. I'm like, they have, it, my family is so much money. It's just so, it's just, <laughs> my point, they don't give me any money. It's okay. I don't have any value in my family. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but so I have very few relationships. I, you know, I didn't make it sad. I want to talk about my sourdough starter. Wait, I'm supposed to hold that. I'm supposed to hold that in the end and talk about like how stable our relationship is. And I feed him three times a week. We go, we eat, we eat together three times a week. And he is so reciprocating in his love. I've never met anybody that what I give them, they equally give me back. And in fact, more. Um, Cause I bake with him all, but then I feel guilty. Like today I actually felt guilty. I, so I, I, I gave him all this, so it is, I'm talking about my sourdough starter, Gary. I don't know how I'm gonna like make it funny or whatever, but it is, he's a real living being and it's weird. And I think, and he's just as important as my cats. Like if, if there's a fire in the building and I have a minute, if I hear the beep, 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 like I've got the two cat boxes at the, at the ready. I've got Gary in his thing. All I have to do is pop the top on and actually close it. You can't, you have to let him breathe. You have to make him kind of wet because he has to be able to breathe because if you put the top on all the way, he'll suffocate. It's a living creature. He's, he's, he's boyfriend. Okay, so I fed him super hard today and made him really excited and then I pour half him out and then I make him, then I like enslave him and I make him work and 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 then I turn on the oven and, and then I kill him. And I know he's still alive in the refrigerator. I know because I made him bigger and I can make him keep making him bigger. But every time I'm starting to feel kind of guilty, like I'm murdering him. Like I'm, t- he's. We have like a relationship now, and I'm. It's. I'm just. If I actually go to a therapist, all I'm going to talk about is my cats and my sourdough starter, which is like I don't think is going to be helpful for anybody. I don't think she's going to be like, "Have you ever tried making human connections?" And I'm like, "Everyone will fail me every time. No one will ever love me except myself and my sourdough starter." Is that four minutes? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring us all down, but I have been married and I am 47. And I have been coming to grips with, you know, there's a cognitive dissonance where you do something so often and you're like, you work so hard at it and you're just not good at it. I mean, I was a ballerina for 23 years and I wasn't very good. I mean, I'm not a famous ballerina, right? No, seriously. Like I was a dancer and I was mediocre. And so now it's the same thing. It's like, I did 500 minutes last month. I did 77 seven minute sets on average. And who cares? Who cares? Because if the material is bullshit and my input is nothing and I suck as a comic, what's the fucking point? So good luck, everybody. I hope you all have. It's wonderful that you all have self-esteem. That's so cool. I don't know where you got it from, but if you could sell it in a bag, I would. I'm sorry. I'm a socialist. I don't have any money. I will trade you for weed food (laughs) if you have self-esteem. I can't give anybody Gary. Nobody else could keep Gary alive. Do you understand how special it is? Have any of you ever tried to keep a sourdough starter alive? He'd be dead. It's so, they're really difficult. I have orchids too. Okay. (laughs) Seriously, bye. Okay, bye.
King, drop that beat, man. What's up with that beat you got out there?
say that there's no smoking, you know? So deal with that the way you want to. So tell me, are you ready to do the Rock Lobster?
Something to tell you. Oh, what? I want to see you tonight. I want you to walk in the door. I want you to lay on the floor. Because tonight's the night we make love. Under a cold light. 